week nine here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila and DeFusco Insurance. Tim Wood, Bill Bryant, Hector Longo. A phenomenal week of football in the MVC, as usual. And, uh, gentlemen, I mean, say what you want in terms of in in terms of all of our little ticks about the the playoffs and the 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 playoff system and the the uh, all of our little complaints. But uh, uh, MVC showed up and and completely represented. Three MVC teams headed back to the the, the uh, North Finals. We're, we're the winners now, Tim. Tim. We're, we're the winners now. now. It wasn't just MVC games. It was all over the state. There were great games all over the place. Great playoff games. Terrific, terrific battles. Upsets. Shockers. Last second games. Obviously, the three to focus on here are the three MVC teams winning here. Um, but, but North Indiana with Tewksbury and Central, but Winchester Winchester pulled off a big win. Tewksbury will see that. Yeah, no, they're, yeah, they're everywhere. So like, if you're, if you're a proponent of uh, this playoff system, you're kind of puffing your chest out right now today. Bill, just overall thoughts on on just just the the uh, the, the MVC madness of, of Friday night and Saturday. No, I think they've been doing that for a lot of years. I think we're pretty lucky with the show that the last couple of years we've had this. Obviously, every league has their their downtime. Um, I think this is this is great for us. But obviously, um, I think Hector's right. I've had a lot of people Hector since the last show. What do you mean you want to get rid of Thanksgiving? What's that all about? Like, like it's already gone. You know what I mean? Like Thanksgiving's already gone. We played Drake three times one year. You know, we don't need to do that. I, I, I love, love playing, playing on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving but I'd rather have a real playoff system and 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 shows like this where we can talk about the last the last couple of weeks and going into this weekend and, and the matchups that are coming up are going to be uh, going to be insane. And and Friday night sealed it for me, gentlemen, just in terms of twenty degrees and and like it's already twenty degrees second week into November. What's at this rate? What's Thanksgiving going to be like? And on top of all that, they're they're. Fairly mean, fairly meaningless games, but I, you know, I don't want to beat that that horse to, to any more to dead death. But uh, it's uh, this this week was just a phenomenal week of games. I mean, first of all, North Reading, I mean North Andover, uh, just takes care of business against Reading. Now, listen, we saw that Reading might have some holes. In terms of just how down the stretch, how they uh, how they uh, kept Lexington in the game before putting them away, uh, but uh, North Andover just just exposed all of those holes in in a, a phenomenal win for the for the Scarlet Knights. Tim, I also did hear though Reading had about three turnovers inside the red zone. Now. Yes, absolutely. So as as as, as, as much as as much as North Andover, you know, controlled the game. There was, there was definitely, definitely aspects of that game that that that, that, that Redding, Redding kind of gave away. Oh which yeah. Obviously, obviously, obviously this time, time of the season you can't do that. That's that's the, the better team causing those turnovers and capitalizing on them. I mean, but from, from what I'm hearing is it was a much better game than what you know. Oh, absolutely. And we'll we'll get into the specifics. You know, the Scarlet Knights had some some huge guys step up in, in terms of in in terms of uh, taking advantage of those turnovers. But I mean, Hector for for for. John Dubzinski's team to go 
uh, one and three, and now five in a row to get back to the Division Two North final. Uh, I mean, just to speak a little bit to the to to to, to the strength of that program. Well, well look, I am one of those people who said, said now that Jake and Watson and um, why do I always forget the third guy who was not the third guy? I was a guy who said that, you know, when, when those three are done, done yeah, yeah, congratulations, but then you're back, back in the pack again. And, and um, I, I honestly believe that, that but, man, this, this program, program now, you have, you have to give North Andover credit. credit. It's, it is, how do we say this? It is like one of those, it is right there with Lincoln Sudbury and... You know, you know, Redding, Redding Woburn, Woburn, all those Division two teams who aren't St. John's or Central or Everett, but they are right at the next level. And program-wise, kind of in a pound-for-pound kind of way, they are legit right at the top of not just the North, but on a statewide basis. That's And it's a program. It's not a couple of players carrying you. As much as I really like those guys, and those guys were tremendous. Talk about a vindication day for, for this program. And if it wasn't already on the map and people were already thinking, wow, North Andover, when you say, ooh, do we have to play them? They certainly are now. Absolutely after yesterday, uh, for Friday night. So, Bill, so there, we have that to start the weekend. And then yesterday, I mean, uh, you've got uh, on the college level, you had LSU, Alabama, and a game that, that lived up to the hype. On, on our level, Central Catholic Everett, you know the names alone. That's a phenomenal matchup, but that Bill, that game just absolutely could not have lived up to the hype anymore. Oh, no, just the start of the game, two two kick return for touchdowns, and as we were talking, Tim, you know, to have benches almost cheering like it's the end of the game that early on, the emotion and the adrenaline, and you know, those are kids that were probably. Even, Even the kids that didn't play were probably exhausted by the end of the game with, with, with that, that type of high score and, you know, a fair. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just the, the back and forth, you know, uh, Raiders look to be pulling away a little bit, but you're never going to do that against Everett. Everett. Everett came back to the point where, where Hector, they almost, uh, they were driving to win it in regulation before – Another huge play from 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 Mark Cassis. Yeah, yeah look, uh, those, those are, are true heavyweights, heavyweights, heavyweights. Those two teams, teams. and I, I think there was a, it was a, a uh, it's, it's an easy, easy thing to do to say John DiBiazzo has gone to Catholic Memorial to say goodbye to Everett. This that's a program too, you know. That's that's the program by which all others are measured in the state, and there is tradition there. There is talent there, there, there are players there, there are athletes, athletes there. there. So, so anyone who thought this was a, you know, know there was reason for Central Catholic to say this is a tough draw, draw having to play them and St. John's Prep if you, if you get, get lucky enough to beat them. So, so two heavyweights again, Tim, in the past, I've witnessed it and you see it and you go, wow, this is what real big time college high school football is all about. It really is. It's legit. There are athletes all over the field, players everywhere, guys making plays. It's fast. It's Hard hitting, and, and again, again, neither team wants to lose at all. And that was legit. That was legit good stuff yesterday. Right down to about a quarter of a, of a, of a of an inch of a yard, you know. 
But, but Hector, you, you called it a few weeks ago, though. At, at the end of the day, it's about confidence. And for for multiple years, Central never felt like they could beat Everett. And that win last year, it opens up that door. Like, wait a second, they are beatable. You know, and as a coaching staff, you know Coach A is like, listen, they don't have the same coach. It's not the same program. And and you give your players that, that reason to believe that you can win. And boom, here we are, another close game. And, and, and it, it helps when they think, think okay, okay, we can, can win this, this as opposed to, oh, right, here we go, we're going to lose. And I think that's a difference maker as well. And then, so so that game ends, and the Tewksbury game for a little bit was looking like Tewksbury was running away with it against Concord Carlisle. Concord Carlisle then scores, then scores, then scores again. Concord, Cor- Concord Carlisle goes for two. Tewksbury comes up with the stop. And Tewksbury, Tewksbury wins by a point. Just a, a phenomenal day of football. And, and again, to see the Redmen, um, we, we thought they had issues uh, in terms of reloading this year. We thought they, had issue, they, we thought they were going to have issues when, when Aylward went down. And this team just keeps finding heroes. And, and our boy, uh, Ryan Rometta, uh, that we talked to last week, he, he just keeps getting stronger every week. Save, you know, saving his his two best games of the season for for back to back here in in the playoff sector. Well, all Cocker Kyle did, did was keep winning all year long. I think people have doubted them all season long, and they just kept winning and uh, gathering momentum. And maybe oh, the schedule. You probably might have talked about the schedule not being strong enough, but that was a good football team for for Tuxbury. Like, like I say, Tuxbury's been what all hands on deck since what week three. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. They've been all hands on deck, all out guys shipping in and out, and players stepping up. And um, you know, what can you say about Rometta? Again, I, I, I'm not sure that uh, it was a name that any of the three of us knew coming in. But man, you certainly know him now and, and what he's done. We and you know we became big fans even beyond the stats last week talking to him just a real grounded kid and and just a, just one one of our favorite interviews so far by by with without doubt and and then to see him step up and Kyle Dorigo I mean 123 rushing yards two TDs uh, I mean they they just they've had heroes stepping up every week Bill. They have, and, and not to, you know, not to burst you guys' bubble, but I, I met Rometta when he was in eighth grade, and uh, he was someone that they were, they were, uh, you know, they were working on since eighth grade, and, and they knew that he was going to be taken over. Uh, the ultimate you know, name dropper. The Bill Bryant scouting, Thanks, coaching moment Thanks, of the week. Just, brought to you let's, by let's, Bill Bryant. Let's talk facts here. When we say we didn't know who he was, well, we kind of did. Uh, but Tim, you're right. He's a great kid, and, and I, I think Hector, would you say there's a little similarity brewing in North Andover as far as building that program that uses everybody, and that and, and similar to Tuxbury, as far as regardless of who you lose, you're going to continue to be competitive. Uh, Tuxbury's been doing this since uh, 1974, I think. No, it's not brewing. It's been there. They're, they're the they're the ultimate size. No, no, I hear you. I, I, I hear you. The Cadillac, and I think North Andover is brewing to be, hey, this is what we want to be. We don't want to be geared on a star. We want to make sure that we have that balance. Yeah, mid-size, the mid-size, hey, 20, 20th kid, I know you think that you're not going to play this year, but at some point we're going to need you. So you have to work just like the, the number one kid because we're going to need you here. That's an attitude that that program has exemplified 
since um, Coach Elwood was wearing pads and Coach Tommy Bradley was wearing pads. And that's that attitude at that, at that program. And honestly, they've shown it year after year that it doesn't matter who you lose. It doesn't matter who you graduate. We're going to be took free football. And that's what we are. Like I said, there's a value to that. You know, having that, that – 20th kid, kid wanting to be involved the whole time, time wanting to play, play want, knowing, knowing he matters, knowing that the sophomore who's number, the, 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 the third, third guy in the depth chart matters, matters, no matter what it is. And uh, there's a lot to be said for that. And even when Coach Elwood's talking, you can tell he's, he's evaluating players week two, week three, week four, as far as, okay, what can you bring to the table to make us a better team? And although, you know, some kids get crushed in that when you lose your spot, but, but it, it is, listen, this is life, and, and I definitely get that sense when he's talking. He's constantly thinking about who he's evaluating, and look at the two Fleming brothers. You know, they started out the season, you really know who they were, and now, you know, uh, Danny's getting cut, you know, passes and reps and things like that because, once again, just like the quarterback, they were bringing him along and, and letting him know by the end of the season, you're going to have to win some games for us. And here he is, winning some games for them. All right, so we have set the table here. Uh Great playoff games to talk about. Some great non-playoff victories to talk about. Bill Ricca with a phenomenal shootout victory against Lynn English. Lowell, uh, a big victory against against Lexington. Uh, so in terms of your MVP nominations this week, we have Aiden Pereira from Central Catholic, Kyle Dorigo from Tewksbury, Freddie Gabin from North Andover, Brendan Tighe wins the fourth slot. A lot of folks were like, how is this guy even in the number four consideration? Six touchdowns in the game. Listen, no knock on no knock on, on, on Lowell and what they did. Uh, the three locked-in spots, we're talking about playoff victories, guys stepping up in, in, in meaningful playoff games. Tighe, all, all, all our love to this kid. Uh, he he does it every year, and he did it again. Uh, he did it again Friday night against Lexington. And that's why he's in the four spot. So, get on get online to Twitter. Uh, vote at MVC Gridiron Week on 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 Twitter. Uh, voting closes Tuesday at at, at midnight and uh, Tuesday at eleven fifty nine p.m. Technically, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll see how that's going. We'll we'll update you throughout the show here. All right. So we will take a quick break. Come back at you. We will talk. We will talk. Uh, we will talk. Central Catholic Everett, uh, that incredible game, and we will uh, we will uh, talk to the engineer of uh, the victory, the quarterback for the Raiders, Aiden Pereira. We'll do that right after the break here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila and Defusco Insurance. It's a dream to own your own business, and Val and Susan Davila made that a reality in February 2013. They started with just two insurance carriers, but now right in place insurance for Progressive, Safeco, Pilgrim, Plymouth Rock, and Map Prey, just to name a few. Need auto insurance, renters, commercial, or home? I just asked Val and his crew to find me a better auto and home insurance deal, and he connected me with Plymouth Rock, where I'm saving more than 40% over my previous insurance. Now, your results may vary, but give Davila and DeFusco a try. They pride themselves on having lifelong roots in the Merrimack Valley. Put their experience to work for you. 
Visit them at 225 Broadway or call 978-241-7950 for a free quote. Or check them out at DavilaDeFusco.com. Big shout out to the folks at AFC Urgent Care, Lisa Williams and her team over there. AFC Urgent Care, the right care right now. You'll never need an appointment. Got that persistent cough and cold, that cut that needs a few stitching, or need a sports physical and don't want to wait weeks to get into your primary doctor? AFC's streamlined approach helps you be seen quickly and feel better fast. In Methuen, in the Merrimack Street Medical Professionals Building, 380R Merrimack Street, in North Andover as well, in the Burton Grill Plaza, 8 to 8 Monday to Friday, 8 to 5 Saturday and Sunday. Go to afcurgentcare.com for more details. Back at you here on MVC Credit Weekly. Tim Wood, Hector Longo, uh, in the shadows, Bill Bryant, uh, here on the show this week. Uh, a, uh, a, a phenomenal week of, of football uh, that we're excited to talk about. Um, so as Bill opens up the shade, let's see if that works. It, he's back in the light, folks. Uh I, I myself may need to make a trip to AFC Urgent Care after the show. Uh, during the break, I hit my head on my mic stand. And uh, so... <laughs> Is that what that was all about? That's what that was all about. <laughs> I, I, the metal, metal mic stand, the, the top of it just kind of clunked me. And yeah, I'm already... I'm I'm already day to day on 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 the concussion front, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, Looks like the word the, the middle name glass is coming your way. I'll Tim. play through it. Yeah, no, Hector, if you if uh, we uh, we had some fun on on the Range Nation radio show with with a couple of Methuen guys that that Bill uh, Bill Bill was ranking on in terms of their 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 glass like uh, athletic uh, structure. So, um, all right, so Central Catholic. Uh, a huge victory, uh, 39-37 uh, over the Everett Crimson Tide. Raiders return to the Division One North Final to host number two St. John's Prep, uh, trying to avenge their only loss of the year. Aiden Pereira, 240 pass yards, 30 rushing yards, three pass TDs, one rushing TD, including the overtime uh, the overtime game uh, game decider, uh, the uh, two point conversion from Mark Cassis ended up being the uh, the point difference. Nick Donadio opened Central scoring, as Bill mentioned, after Everett had returned an 89 yard uh, kickoff return to start the game. Donadio will not be denied. Uh, came right back, 75 yard kickoff return touchdown, a 26 yard TD catch. Mark Ciccarelli caught a broken play, 55-yard TD from Pereira. Nate, Nate Hebert, uh, a diving 26-yard TD reception after a fake punt call from Coach A to give uh, Central Catholic a 31-24 lead. 
And then Cassis comes back, interception on a potential Everett game-winning drive at the end of regulation. And then he ends up scoring the game-winning two-point conversion. Nick Mazzi, a 42-yard field goal to end the half, along with four successful PAT kicks. And on the defense, there was a little defense played in this game. Don Petty, Brendan Sassati, key sacks for the Raiders to stop Everett drives uh, in the second and third quarter. So um, as we pull up the highlights of this game, uh, gentlemen, just just uh, and, and a huge shout-out to both Chris Wilson from uh, Merrimack Valley Sports Report and Matt Feld, uh, the, the phenomenal freelancer we had Matt on the show last year. Huge shout-out to them for, for hooking us up with some highlights here. Um, just a, uh, I won't say, I'm not going to say yeoman effort. I mean, they... Uh, they got everything they could handle from the Crimson Tide and and still delivered the victory, Hector. You know, we're going to talk a lot about Pereira, and Pereira will do a lot of talking about him, his game and, and and things like that. And he's only a sophomore, so we got a couple more years to deal with that. But have we overlooked Mark Cassis in the year he's had? I, I, I hate to say it, a couple of big plays yesterday. You know, we've talked about Donatio being a big play guy, but Cassis stepped up his game. Um, the, you know, the two-point rush, William is way in, getting in. He's he's a ball player that I think we, we may have overlooked here, Bill, you know, just because there are other stars, other bigger names, types. But, man, he's delivered for this football program. No, he definitely has. I, I think what what's in Cassis's way is Donatio. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, of, you know what yeah, I mean? In terms and, of and legendary, that's, yeah. That's not, a bad, that's not a bad problem to have when, when you're not getting the, the, you know, I don't want to say the juice because his name comes up each and every week. But, you know, Donatio just continues offensively, defensively, special teams. Mm. Uh, but, heck, you're 100% right. And I think that's why Central's in that position to, to, to beat Everett because every time they needed a play, it was a different kid stepping up. And, mm. no, Cassis is a phenomenal athlete. Central has a, a few kids that are really your, – your, most teams have your quarterback or, like, a tie, a wide receiver that's your captain, your stud – they have a few of those kids, and, and that's why they're in the position of, you know, to, to challenge St. John's, and that's going to be a hell of a game. I think they're going to be more ready for this game to win than they were opening game, um, you know, opening, you know, to start the season. I mean, I'll ask you two guys: is it is it a good thing that they won and beat Everett and put up forty with seventy something rushing yards, or is it a bad thing with St. John's staring them in the face now that they they only ran for seventy something yards yesterday? Well, I think I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I mean, I know Coach A was was not excited about uh, about um, having to face both these teams, but uh, but you know, I think that the end result of it was just uh, I, I I think it just shows that they can beat you any which way, that that the Raiders can beat you any which way. I I don't think it was. I honestly don't even think it was a factor in terms of that that Everett was controlling the running game, was shutting down the running game. It's just the play calling yesterday was phenomenal. It just it, they kept Everett off 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 balance the entire game, Bill. No, they did. I think the key is going to be, you know, the St. John's come in thinking, listen, we've already beat them. We beat them. I don't want to say handedly, but it was it was in control. And, and, and not accounting for Central, like, you know, you're going to hear the quarterback later in talking about the seniors haven't beat St. John's yet. 
and yeah. and you know, you know those, those are the things right there that, that should worry St. John's when you have kids that are feeling like they're the underdog, you know, even though they're ranked one. They're at home, even though they've already lost to St. John's. There, there's a lot more to play for, I think, for Central to pull off that upset than there is for St. John's to think, okay, you know, we're going to the state championship game. Uh, state championship game. I think this is right for a potential upset. Even though, even though Central's ranked one, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it would, to me, it would be them upsetting St. John's. Yeah, and I think probably if, if anything, the, uh, to me, the, the worrisome part would be. Just uh, and not even because because the Raiders have shown they can step on up on defense. They played the game they had to play yesterday, and as Coach A said after the game, not the game, not not in terms of my heart health, not the game we wanted to play, but but they did what they had to do, and I think they can. I mean, you you tell me, Hector. I think they can adjust their game again to St. John's. Well, well, they are they are, they are multiple and diversified, and and I'm I, I'm not sure they've really run the ball great all year long. I agree. Against, yeah, against quality teams. So that's why I asked the question. Yeah, I don't know if they've had a, like a true hundred yard rusher this year. You're, you're right. I mean, they just they haven't had to. You know, Pereira's Pereira stepped up. I mean, Cassis has stepped up in moments when he's had to. Um, they've they've had guys like Nathel Achuo step up when when they had to, but but no like no week to week dominant rusher, absolutely. But, but Hector, I guess I guess why I didn't answer no on that is this is where the coaching staff comes to play, and if you don't think that they've been looking at that tape all year long as far as okay, what did we do well, what didn't we do well, where are those weaknesses, and I think that's where Central's depth. Is going to come into play because game planning, planning wise, this is where central strength is. In the middle of a game, they can adjust their game plan and say, "Okay, this isn't working. Let's go to this package right here, and, and we know we can rely on on, on different kids." Bigger picture, though, Bill, thinking thinking now and just stepping back for a second. Does a game like this, the Central uh, Everett game, and potentially next week's game, kind of make you cry out and think? Do we need, when we adjust this playoff system, do we need some kind of invitation-only tournament for the top eight teams like they do in, in, in baseball with the Elite Eight? Is, is, is this something needed? Do we want to see... You talk about it as a Catholic school thing. I talk about it as an elite thing. Do we need an elite kind of invitation type thing to keep Everett and Central, who seem to be, excuse me, far above... Your, your average, average typical, typical Division One team. team. Do, do we, we need, do we need to start thinking about that as we make the go? I, I, honestly, Hector, you know, I, when I woke up this morning, my focus really, I wanted to be even with interviewing Aiden. I, I don't want to talk about Central in, in the in the past. I, you know what I mean? Because to me, I don't want to take away these kids are all good kids. The coaches are great coaches. But no, no, let me finish. Let me finish. I've always wondered why they didn't have that. I, I, I looked at the, the Super 8 and baseball and hockey, and, and it's like, why wouldn't we do that for football when you're going to have those years of dominance, and that way you give that, like, handover to me would be a, a team that would really deserve the opportunity to win that, that secondary. That next tier. Yeah. That, that, that next tier Super Bowl. So I, I, I've always wondered that, but, you know, it's it just not something that, that, I, that I thought about as much as, 
why do we have those those elite teams? But that's a great question. I've never really put it together. My problem with that Super 8, my problem with the Super 8 is that it's all reputation. Okay, so so if you have a team, for instance, like Andover, that has that year, they're not going to get invited. They're not going to get in, in into the in, in into the invite only situation. You know when when and and again a Methuen a Methuen if 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 everything had had broken uh, Methuen's way, you know they've been on the outside looking in on the baseball situation when they probably should have been in. And and I I fear that you'd have those same sort of situations in in, in a in a super eight. Right, but I guess the, the response to that like, is. Go ahead, Bill. The, the response to that is win then. Like you know, I agree with you. Methuen was not in, but then they didn't win. They didn't win that state title. So the best way to to answer those critics to get invited in is when the year you get snubbed to win the whole thing and say, hey, we should have been there. We should have been in that. So then you got to wait the for the next year because that you win your title and then you got to wait the next year to get in the Super Eight. No, but I, I think it was too high baseball, Tim. Yeah, right. there was probably two other teams that felt like they were as deserving as Methuen was, you know, that that year. And I think a team like Methuen this year showed why, you know, what if you don't have that depth and and you get into that situation where you're playing the power and, and you're not quite ready for that, that's where having that second tier. Hector, I think that's a great question, and I, I never really thought about it so you said why don't we have that invitational and it, it, to me it would it would solve some of the issues but you know we got to figure out how to get rid of thanksgiving first all right so <laughs> well, now, now logan logan chimed in from the road here and brought up another interesting concept he said in arizona they now have an open division for playoffs the top eight teams from the top three divisions so it's not well, just it's not just your, your big schools. The top the top eight from from every size school get to play uh, and get a shot against each other. Yeah, no, that's what that well, that's what I'm saying, Tim. So you if you have a North End of a high football team like last year that maybe deserves it and they choose to to want to enter that, let them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, enrollment wise, tradition wise, they're not at the same thing as Central Catholic, Everett, Zaverian, St. John's. Um, I'm trying to think of a good D1 team that's not a Catholic school from the South, so, so Bill won't yell at me. Uh, but, but you know, Tim, you're right. Five of those teams are going to be reputation-based teams. They're going to be a prep team that's 6-3 and three or 5-3 or and three, but deserves to get in because they play a monster schedule. Then you're going to have two Division One teams that are having the year of their lives and, and want to play in a, or, or a, you know, a situation like that. I, I think back, you know, you know, trying to figure out those who, who those teams, the equivalent of the North End of a baseball team. Yep. But then you're going to have that one or two spots that's going to be that team that does, you know, that's having a big year that deserves to go up. I, to me, I look at it this way. Okay, the last thing I want to do is create another division. There were eight, but if you brought it down to five, you're, the complaints are going to be amazingly outrageous from the equivalent of an Andover who says, wait a minute, we were already going to slug it out with St. John's and with Central and with Everett, and now you're going to add in Lincoln-Sudbury or you're making it even tougher in Division One. So now if you go down to five and you take the top three elite teams that are always the top three elite teams, and can we not – let's not sugarcoat it or, or try and hide things. They're They're – 
it is what it is. Everybody else right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're leeching on everybody else right now. You know that for for Methuen to compete with Central Catholic fairly, it's got to be one of those special Cal Carroll Maelstrom crazy years. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That uh, just it, it's Sarami year, whatever year it is. That's going to happen one every ten or fifteen. So why why aren't we giving the Methuen kids something better to shoot for? And the Andover kids, the a chance at a kids, title. yeah, even the L. Yeah, yeah. Whoever they are, yeah. I, I'm only saying it because they've been pretty good the for last sure, couple of years. Sure. Those those two, those two programs. Why not give them something to shoot for? It's a good time, Bill. To to this is a good time. Everybody has not complaints, but everybody has tweaks. This this system is. I think if we if we look at the system, there's clearly plenty of good with it. You know, the people yeah. complain about teams with two and five rec- records getting in should notice that three and f- or two and five Amesbury has won two playoff games and is playing for the the the, the North Five title next week. Okay, right. so I don't mind that. I don't mind all these teams getting in. I don't mind the blowoffs in the blowoffs in the first round. I do mind the fact that there is a Division Eight. Yes. Right. So. I think that's more of an issue than teams with bad records getting in. We we weren't gonna go. We weren't gonna go here. I think the only fan base that I think would worry about this is Tuxbury, because you know Coach Alwood's gonna be first in line to say, "I don't care where my team's at. I want in on that on that invitational." Yeah, Yeah, no. But again, that's good. That's a terrific call, though. What you know, Tuxbury's best team might want to be in. Yeah, you know, one of those teams from two years ago. Uh, you know, last year, maybe that team wants to be in, but in, in the, and that's a quality discussion. They have that meeting, they have the vote, they have the whole thing in baseball and hockey and um, on how to get in. I just think at some point you have to contract the divisions, but that's going to create these giant powerhouses beating up on other teams. So let's give them their own little thing. And um, we weren't going to go here today. We weren't gonna go, well, and I think no, it just. Why were we gonna go and here? I think it just. Well, no, you you said it. Like we wanted to focus. We want to no, focus no, on the games. No. But I mean, I think just the fact that we are going here, guys, it just speaks to the fact of it. Truly feels like we are at a point where it. it we need to make some moves. Do you honestly feel, given knowing both both of you knowing the history with the MIAA do you honestly feel like they have hit that critical mass here that they are listening enough where this where we're going to finally get some action on this well, I, I think it's the data look, look at the right look at the scores i mean it's it's proving itself that you're going to have that and eventually people are going to start just not being as interested when you have that same 8 9 10 teams and that like hector said that one team from a different city every every couple of years that that pops up i think the evidence because of the new playoff structure is showing that hey let's let's do something like this and tim this is the this discussion today is to i'm sorry it's telling you telling the people at central catholic that you're really 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 good oh yeah, yeah. you know what i'm yeah, saying absolutely. this is not a detracting from those guys nope. this is saying you guys are on a different level than everybody else. You and Everett and St. John's, and and so why not? So why not embrace that that level and let them have something really special? This was, uh, this is like again. I I point back to that 2013 game. This was a very similar game to that when Central played Everett down there. Great call, yeah. You know, it was legit big time stuff. Okay, 
players everywhere. So in my eyes, you were just saying, you are a monster. Let's treat you like the monster <laughs> that you are. Yep. And that Let's is, have the monster is, jam. Yeah. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a this is a legit um I, I, I guess I don't I'm saying I, I don't think we're the the system itself gives these football programs enough credit. These quality, right. you know, you know, I don't think it gives Everett enough to be honest with yep. you. Over the years, I, you know, those Zavarian teams, I don't think they've gotten enough. So let's treat them like they are, which is really, really special. Hey, speaking of monsters, speaking of legit, let's let's bring the quarterback from Central Catholic into the discussion here. Let's talk to uh, the man of the moment. Aiden Pereira from the Central Catholic Raiders. All right, here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, thrilled to have with us this morning the quarterback of the Central Catholic Raiders, a 39-37 crazy win against Everett. Aiden Pereira, how are you, sir? Good, how are you? Very good. Excited to have you here on the show. Um, so... I mean, just tell us in terms of what it's like to be in that kind of, of madness of a game. Uh, it's pretty insane. Um, I mean, I was kind of I was confident the whole time, though. Like, trusted my teammates, and I knew I had a good feeling we were going to get the job done. Aiden, how similar was the Springfield Central shootout, and how much did that help you guys know? You know what? We're just going to keep putting up points and, yeah. and stay with these guys. Was that helpful for you guys? Yeah, it was helpful because kind of like the Springfield game, we felt like we could score on every drive. So even if they scored, we felt we could match. Um, this was obviously a little different because it was a playoff game, and it was win or go home. So, I mean, it was a little bit more pressure, but the Springfield game definitely helped because it was like, oh, we've been here before. So, I mean, this back back and forth in this game, Aiden, uh, just tell us. I mean, you're 15, and yet it – like. Just watching how this played out, it seemed like the nerves were not even a factor for you. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the team. Like, everyone kind of helps me. Like, they're fine. Like, I don't know. They don't really look at – I don't really – they don't really look at me like a 15-year-old. I'm not treated like a 15-year-old. So I kind of have to hold myself to that higher standard. Yeah, that's kind of the last time I'm going to bring that up because because you certainly have not played like uh, like a 15 year old just kind of new on the scene this year. You've you've uh, you've rocked it in in just about every game here. So in terms of um, I mean you had some you had some big plays. You had uh, you had some big defensive plays there towards the end of the half. Um, Cassis comes up with that gigantic um, interception as as Everett is is looking to drive there at the end of regulation. Um, I mean, at that point, are you just uh, when when Everett's driving there? Are you just kind of on the sideline, just just willing it, w- willing something to happen to let you get one more chance? Yeah, I mean, I was pretty calm. Well, I wouldn't say I was pretty calm, but like. <laughs> I had a feeling we were, I don't know, we just, I just knew we needed a play and I knew we had guys on that, on the defense that knew that and we're going to do it eventually. And talk about the beginning of the game, you know, a kickoff return to tie it up. How, yeah. how, how crazy was that to start the game just as, you know, intense? Go, go, go through the first few minutes of that, the start of the game. Yeah, the start, 
was insane. I didn't even go on the field till like four minutes left in the first quarter because I, I don't know. It was insane because they took the opening kickoff to the one, two, scored, and then Nick took it right back and kind of gave us some momentum again, kind of shifted it back. I mean, it's just a credit to what type of player he is. He wasn't going to let that happen. He, was, he wasn't going to let them just steamroll over us to start the game. Yeah, watching the video to see the emotion on the sidelines three minutes into the game and the whole central bench was absolutely going insane. It's like, that's usually what you see at the end of the game, not three minutes into the game, but it was a huge momentum shift to be able to answer like that so quickly. Yeah, that's something Coach preached all week. We know when you're playing these big teams, the sideline has to be in it. I mean, it's something we as players feed off of is the sideline going crazy. So, I mean, they definitely did their job. Tell us a li- just tell us a little bit more in terms of Donatio. I mean, every it seems like every single week we're talking about either it's a big touchdown catch, uh, a, a kickoff return. Yeah. Um, you've got guys, you've got young guys, you've got veteran guys that just that that just are are no quit. And Donatio just seems like the leader of that. Yeah, you kind of hit it on the head. He is the leader of our team. He's a captain for a reason. He's a great player and a great leader. Um, he always makes, he, like you said, he makes plays every week that have you thinking, like, wow, like, how is he doing this? I mean, even the touchdown catch was great. He got, broke a tackle and spun off a kid all in once and made it look effortlessly. So uh, he's definitely a very good player. Bill? Hey, what, what was some of the keys to the game? I know it's a shootout, but – you know, defensively, we, we could talk about that. Offensively, what were some keys as far as, you know, your line, the running game? You know, it seemed like there was just a balanced attack. But as, as the quarterback, the guy leading that, talk a little bit about how you felt like the game was able to shift back and forth for, for your offense. Yeah, it was just, I mean, keep pounding. Try, if they're not set, snap the ball and go. Um, no stupid penalties that could ruin a drive. I mean, we did have a few of those, but... I thought we limited them to what we, to um, how much we've had in other games. So just making sure we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot, um, because if you give Everett life, then they're gonna take it. So now the game, the game's over, so you're not giving away anything. What does that mean if they're not set? Did you find that they were were gassed? Did you find they were a little undisciplined as far as setting up their defense? What did that mean? No, it was just. I mean, we were going no huddle. And they, they kind of flip their linebackers around and they'll flip corners from side to side. So if we could go no huddle and just snap it real quick while they weren't set, maybe we could get like a – we could get them off guard. Mismatch or something. Okay. Yeah. No, that's – like I said, we don't want to bring up the year 15, but, you know, that's – that's to read that and to be able to do that at any age, um, there's guys in the NFL that can't do that right now. So, <laughs> so- – Aiden, uh, we're talking to Aiden Pereira from from Central Catholic here on MVC Grid on Weekly. The Raiders with a 39-37 victory over Everett. They will now play in the Division One North Finals once again. This this time again against uh, St. John's Prep. Um, Aiden, in terms of um, in terms of yourself, tell us a little bit about your history. How you got to to Central Catholic? What made you choose? Um, what made you get to Central Catholic from, from Auburn, New Hampshire? Uh, yeah, so just the trainers that I had been with had suggested suggested um, maybe going another route other than Pinkerton. Um, my parents didn't want me to board, so that kind of narrows it down a lot. 
and then uh, just Central was kind of the one we found. I knew people that had gone had um, been at Central, so and I went I went and had my shadow day there, and I just loved the school atmosphere and everyone. It was kind of like a big family. Plus, you you got to throw a little bit more with the Raiders. Yeah, uh, yeah, Pinkerton. It's a lot of running. I mean, it works. They've been to the championship. I mean, the last two years, other than this year. Um, so it definitely works, but it's just not what I wanted to do. I wanted to go and be in a place where I could throw the ball a lot. Coach A has uh, has has uh, facilitated that. Coach A and the staff for you guys. Um, yeah. In terms of, just tell us what it's been like adjusting to to MVC football and just the the level of competition. Oh yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's been exciting. It's definitely a new challenge that I like. Uh, Look forward to each week, uh, just playing different teams than what I've grown up playing. So you can go back to your dad and mom not wanting you to board. You know that's a sign of love, right? Yeah. They're not, look, they're not looking to give you up for high school and have yeah. you go away. Okay, just want to make sure. Um, <laughs> talk about some of the other key players yesterday. You know, um, you have Wiggins, you have Ciccarelli, um, you have, um, you know, some of your other wide receivers. Petty, Sassati on the defense, yeah. Yeah. The whole Nate Hebert, how that name escaped me for a second, I can't believe it. But yeah. talk, talk a little bit about those guys. Uh, the whole O line did a great job. I mean, they never get their name in the paper or anything like that. They don't really get the attention. But I mean, without them, I can't do anything. So they played a great game. I mean, Everett's always physical on the D line too. So they did a good job. Nate had that great catch in the corner of the end zone, and he just blocks every play. Like it doesn't come up in the stat sheet, but. He's one of the best blockers on our team. Um, I don't know how we got nine minutes in here with without talking about this play. That's that's our bad, Aiden. Tell talk about the broken play that ends that yeah. ends up into a fifty-five yard <laughs> touchdown throw to Chicarelli. Yeah, I mean the snap was a little high. It was still something I should have caught, but I mean, it was yeah. It was just I just saw it rolling behind me. And I didn't want to dive on it. And just that's a waste of a drive. They were winning. Like I wanted to try and do something, at least throw it away. So I picked it up and just saw Chicarelli downfield wide open. So I mean, just that, tried to get to him. At that point, like once once you feel like you've got control of the ball and you take a look, did you feel like you had a step on the defenders where you could actually make that throw, or were you immediately thinking, I gotta get get just get this ball out of bounds? Yeah, well, we, I mean, it's a rule now that you can't throw it away with it without it being intentional grounding. So I was just looking upfield for anyone near the sidelines that I could make, like, throw it away and make it seem like I was throwing it to them. But I just, they were wide open. There was actually, like, two or three people wide open in the same area. And, I mean, at that point, uh, where, where you're scrambling, uh, you can't get your feet set. How do you get enough juice on that ball to even get it to him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I got a good. I had to throw on the run, but I had a good amount of time still to get it off. So it was kind of just a normal throw on the run play. I mean, he ran most of it in, so it wasn't like I threw it 55 yards in the air. I think it was only like 20 yards in the air on the run. I mean, I didn't. I got hit like after the ball was thrown. So it was more 
just a normal throw in the run. Only twenty right, yards on the. It's only twenty yards on the run, Bill. Aiden in the future. Don't ever describe it like that. It's a fifty-five <laughs> yard touchdown pass. Say that's the hardest I've ever thrown a football. I'm so glad Chickarelli caught that in the end zone. I had I had three <laughs> hulky guys coming at me. I was I was a, I was a half a second from 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 being taken out of the game from a crushing crushing hit, and I made the play. All right, Aiden. I got there a quick go. question for you. Huge win. Obviously, Everett has been a powerhouse in, in mass football for a long time. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you take care of this win emotionally and then turn around and go and, and get ready for for St. John's, a team that you've already played that that, that beat you? But how do you enjoy and celebrate a, a, a fantastic win and an overtime win? But then say, okay, now I gotta get ready for for next man up, or next yeah, team we, up. Yeah, we enjoyed it uh, yesterday. Definitely enjoyed it, but um, I mean, now we got to flip the switch. It's prep week, and they already got us once. And I know the seniors haven't beat them at all um, in their four years, so this is definitely a game we want. Um, excited to play them. I mean, to me, and I know this goes out through the rest of the team that if we don't beat St. John's in this ever win, doesn't matter. So that's something that kind of keeps us locked in. I know you're not locked in as far as a coach, but did everyone uh, leave healthy? I know you guys had some games early in the season where where some kids were banged up, and you know, uh, how how did we fare yesterday as far as the the, the core of the team? Yeah, uh, I mean we had, I mean it's ever they're physical, so we have tons of bumps and bruises, but we should be all right. All right, so describe the last play. The, the two point conversion stop from from your perspective in in trying not to rush the field waiting for the ref call yeah <laughs> describe describe how that came down yeah so it, they had like a twenty second delay to make the call I mean I started because I saw Nick and Nick running off so sure that he did not get in so I kind of started running like walking on the field just wanting to be there for the call yep um. I could, I mean, you could kind of tell by like his body language that, I mean, I feel like when you usually wait 20 seconds, it's not going to be, he's good. You know what I mean? Like if he's waiting 20 seconds, it's usually going to be something no good. Um, so, I mean, I was just waiting for him to make the call, kind of getting anxious. But once he did, I mean, I was kind of on the field and I turned around and saw everyone rushing. It seemed it seemed pretty. It felt like it was it was about eighteen seconds of just, and again nothing against the refs, but just the refs having the guts to make the call because it seemed obvious that it was that it was a stop. Just 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 watching the play unfold. But um, yeah. I, I know you got to get to the bottom of the pile. But boy, that was that was crazy. And then and then. Um, I mean, have you ever felt like it? Have you ever had anything like that in your football career in terms of rushing the field like that? Not knowing, knowing you've pulled off that kind of win. Uh, no, I'm mean, actually. I've had one when I was in youth. Like this team that's beat us. Like they beat us like four years in a row, and we got them one time in the semifinals. I mean, but that was when I was younger. It was like youth football, so it doesn't. There's no way it compares to this. All right. So in terms of the downtime. Uh, you mentioned before you're not much of a not much of a Fortnite guy. Your younger brother Jackson's the the more of the the Fortnite guy. Um, Madden, uh, what, what's your what's your what's your favorite teams in terms of in terms of Madden? Um, probably, no, probably the Seahawks. 
the Ravens just because Lamar Jackson's so fun to play with on that game. Absolutely. The mobile quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. I'll I got a quick question, Tim. Aiden, what do you, you hear about Gordon Haywood breaking his uh, fracture in his wrist? Yeah, I did hear about that. What, what do you think? You're a basketball guy. Do you do basketball and track? How, how does that make you feel? Guy comes all the way back from that gruesome ankle injury and has a little setback. Yeah, it's tough because he's having a good year this year from like what I've watched. Um, I mean, that's just unfortunate. I mean, he was a really good player and he's just been hit with a lot of injuries. Have you had to come back from any 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 big injuries so far in your career? No, not really. I broke. I mean, when I was in like uh, fifth, sixth grade, I broke my finger on my non-throwing hand, so I just had to play with a cast and then wrap the cast and play. But it wasn't anything crazy. So you've been playing quarterback from the jump, huh? No, in third grade I played tight end, and then I didn't start playing quarterback till like the last two games of fourth grade. All right, we're gonna have to talk to those third and fourth grade coaches. We're gonna have to have to figure out what happened because Tim, they, they were let go. Tim, they were let go. <laughs> they, they've been blackballed in New Hampshire football. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before we let you go here, a, we, again, we really appreciate Aiden Pereira from from Central Catholic. Really appreciate you getting on here. Um, really enjoy the Red Sea videos every every week. Um, um, who who uh, who do you want to shout out in terms of, in terms of uh, obviously your parents, Steve and Deanna, uh, but who do you want to shout out in terms of friends, in terms of teammates, in terms of just just. Um, folks in your life that have that have helped you get to this spot uh yeah i want to shout out my trainer brendan um at become athletes i know your son connor goes there too and i've worked out with him a few times uh he's a very good trainer madugno yeah nice um, good people yeah all the all the nah, kids let, in my grade. let me butcher the names bill you know maduno i'm sorry bill sorry brendan <laughs> for real uh, all the sophomore <laughs> kids in my grade, um, I mean, a lot of them are playing on the sophomore team right now, but they've all been very supportive with me. And I mean, coming from playing with them last year, it's a little bit of adjustment, um, but they've been very supportive and very energetic on the sidelines. Jade, so, what's going on over at Become with the flag war? How did that start? The school flag? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I yeah, I'm not, I actually don't even know how that started. I heard you brought a central flag in after you saw Bethune's flag up. No, I was. I, no comment. Asked, <laughs> I didn't have to text me to go try and find one from our school store, but we didn't have one. So, I, I mean, I tried to bring one in, but there wasn't any. I, it looks pretty cool. Brendan does some great work, and I love that he has kids from all over the area. That It's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you Now, did you work with him uh, before Become over at Rise at all? Yeah, I did. I worked with them. And like winter, my eighth grade year, which is when I started working out with him. Nice. Yeah, I gained like twenty pounds going into my freshman year. And still mobile. Yeah, a little bit. All right. So, um, anyone else you want to shout out before we let you go? Uh, no, not really. All right. So, what, what's what's your Sunday look like at this point? No Patriots. <laughs> Uh, a little downtime today, or, or are you already starting to look at tape? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm looking at a little bit of tape, but mostly relaxing today, just resting. Nice. Anything anything from you, Bill? No, I just great game and, and good, good luck against St. John's. I mean, that's going to be a, 
obviously an incredible game and keep doing man you're a young guy and it's you got the kind of the world is yours right now keep doing the good things and, and work hard thank you been a pleasure watching you throughout the season watching you watching you grow i mean you, you started you started red hot and it and it and it hasn't stopped um just a, a pleasure to watch you lead this team and and uh as bill said we'll be we'll be watching uh intently against the eagles hope you uh Hope you get that that Gillette experience, man. Yeah, thank you. All right, again, a huge thank you to to Aiden Pereira uh, for joining us here on MVC Gridiron Weekly. So great stuff from one Aiden Pereira, and uh, huge thank you for for joining us here on the show. All right, we will take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll uh, we will unveil the first of our big announcements we'll also talk about the other two huge playoff games of the weekend do all that right after the break here on mbc gridiron weekly presented by the vila the fusco insurance it's a dream to own your own business and val and susan davila made that a reality in february 2013 they started with just two insurance carriers but now right in place insurance for progressive safeco pilgrim Plymouth Rock, and Map Prey, just to name a few. Need auto insurance, renters, commercial, or home? I just asked Val and his crew to find me a better auto and home insurance deal, and he connected me with Plymouth Rock, where I'm saving more than 40% over my previous insurance. Now, your mis- results may vary, but give Davila and DeFusco a try. They pride themselves on having lifelong roots in the Merrimack Valley. Put their experience to work for you. Visit them at 225 Broadway or call 978-241-7950 for a free quote. Or check them out at davilladefusco.com. Hey, I want to tell you about Jen Hamilton, the realtor for Keller Williams Realty. She's licensed in Massachusetts and New Hampshire, and she's a big supporter of all things local, especially youth sports. She's a big backer for Central Catholic and Methuen Athletics, but she's a household name around the Merrimack Valley. Hey, the, the autumn market is in full swing. If you are thinking of selling, now is the time. Inventory is an all-time low, making this a seller's market. In a seller's market, there's a greater chance for a bidding war on your home, so put Jen Hamilton's 33-plus years of experience to work for you today by calling for a free, no-obligation market analysis of your home. Call Jen at 508-954-7941. A huge supporter of youth athletics. Listen, her record speaks for itself. She's one of the top sellers in the region for, for Keller Williams Realty. Hamilton is a house-sold word. Call her at Here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila and Husco Insurance, Tim Wood, Bill Bryant, Hector Longo, and you here on a beautiful Sunday morning in the Merrimack Valley. All right, so a uh, couple couple of house cleaning things. 
uh, looking to talk to Freddie Gavin. Had some, some had he had some issues this morning. We will uh, we will set up the interview for later today. Post that on on social a little later today. But uh, Freddie had a huge game. He is among the four MVP candidates right now. Right now, over two hundred votes. Aiden Pereira. Freddie Gabin, Kyle Dorigo, and Brendan Ty. Uh, Kyle is leading at this moment as Tewksbury's getting out the early vote. Central uh, Central crew not too far behind the Red Sea coming strong for for Aiden Pereira. So uh, so we have that. Keep keep voting as we go here. And then our sec our, our first of two big announcements on the show this morning. I want to tell you that we have sent out all of the emails. For the first annual MVC Gridiron All-Stars team. We will be naming first, second, and third teams for all of the offensive de- defensive positions, as you, see, as you see on the screen. Uh, two running backs, two, two wide receivers, two, two li- linebackers, two safeties, two corners. Other, in ca- other categories include team offense, team defense, assistant coach of the year, freshman of the year, sophomore of the year, junior of the year, senior of the year. Student Athlete of the Year and Community Star of the Year. And we will also have a fan vote as part of this as we will have the, we'll have kind of almost like a, uh, a uh, madness thing, uh, uh, March Madness thing. We'll have a, a, a vote for the fans to, to vote to players against each other for the fan choice of the year. Uh, and I guess, oh, so that's my bad. Yep. And I'm not, I can't change it at this point. Because we'd have to reset the poll. Uh, wow, that's uh, that's idiotic on my part, um, Freddie. Obviously, obviously from North Andover, so uh, got him up on the graphic uh, in, on on the Twitter as Andover. So my apologies to the Scarlet Knights. Please still come out for your guy, Freddie Gavin. What? 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 Go ahead, Hector. Uh-oh, no, his, oh, sa- sadly, his mic's not working at the moment. How, that's just, that's unfortunate. That's so, un- can you hear me? I can hear you. I cannot hear Hector at this point, and that's just, right. that's so mighty I can, unfortunate. I can, re- so, so, I can read, I can oh, read lips. Sorry, I was muted. I was I, muted. I can read lips. Let me translate what Hector just said. Tim, this is you still trying to work for BB. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I was, I was still trying to work for BB. Yep, we will, we, 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 we will get an Andover guy, damn it. <laughs> Actually, actually, Phil, I was just gonna say, that's like sacrilegious, man. Tim, oh, I know. Bolts your front door. The you people know, in North Andover. The whole are year, the whole year, like last year, you arrived me in terms of the central versus the Catholic, and and rightfully so. This year, I was feeling, I was feeling like I finally belonged, and and then oh. I go and pull this. I, this, I was this looking, poop. and I'm like, something does not look right. <gasps> Freddie Gavin is oh, North. Oh yeah. So that's the that's, North so. Andover folks are going to be all over you, Tim. Yep. I don't want to so. lock your door. Rightfully so. <laughs> I would imagine. Right. I have not seen the comments. I would imagine. Right. Let me just see if there are any. No. Okay. No. No comments. Oh yes. Yes, thank you, thank you, Logan, because Logan is L- Logan has always jumped right on my mistakes. Logan says Gavin plays for North Andover, and Logan got loved by three people on Twitter. So, congrats, well, just, Logan. It explains why Gavin only has ten percent of the vote because nobody in North Andover knows that he's uh, he's on the poll. That's right. So we got 
We gotta fix that. We will fix that. it. Hey, why don't you retweet it, Bill? While 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 we're talking here, and 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 get get the North Andover crew in in the action, and and we will we will effort to talk to Freddie from North Andover. Come on, we we've we've given North Andover a, a fair amount of love here, talking to talk, talking to uh, their athletes the last couple of weeks, and we will get Gavin on the show later. Um, looking forward to talking to him because actually he is. Uh, I, I found out I have his cousin on my youth basketball team. We had our first practice, and a uh, little kid named Jediel, ten year old. They call him Jedi, and he's got some swagger. And I thought, I, Gabin, with the swagger, it's got to be related to Freddie, and it is his first cousin. So, talk to him about that a little later. Um, all right. So, yeah, I know, I know, Bill and I have showed North the end of a love over the last couple of years, but. Uh, the third person in this party, I just, mm, I don't know. Maybe it's something, Bill. Tim, you did pick them to lose last year in the Super Bowl. I don't know wow. if you remember. Oh, thanks, thanks. I, yeah, no, thanks for bringing I, that. I don't think that's true, but thanks, thanks no, for, no, no, it isn't true. It's, so thanks, thanks not, for bringing that. It's not true. Not true. Not busting. Not that bus that you texted me earlier. The bus. Yeah, oh, yeah, year. no, I, I should I should get up that gif, that, that gif of uh, the, the, uh, the, the bus just continually rolling over on, 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 and listen, I deserve it on this one. So, uh, and, and so as part of that, part of that, uh, all-stars vote, we will be including Logan. I think we will after, after him, after him correcting me on Twitter, I'll have to rethink that. But, uh, for now, Logan is included on the vote. So, uh, joining forces with the, uh, with, with the folks at Merrimack Valley sports report on this one. And uh, might be a little bit more joining. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, a little later in the show, our second big announcement. But n- enough about us. Uh, two more big playoff games to talk about. Uh, you know, before I do that, let's just let's talk a little bit. Let's get the other big uh, big non-playoff game out of the way, Bill Rucka. And we talked about Lynn, Lynn English being tough and, and Tewksbury getting a good, a good first playoff experience there. Um, Bill Ricca uh, showed they're not giving up on their year either. They take down the Bulldogs 49-48, pull out a wild win with a uh, a point after uh, a PAT block to end the game. Uh, Lynn English th- threw the touchdown right at the end, and then we're thinking we're going to overtime, but no, the Indians block the PAT, pull out the 49-48 victory. No, New- Nolan Houlihan, 190 yards, two TDs. Brian Hamilton, 136 rush yards, two TDs, and an interception. Colby Cyrus, 168 receiving yards and a touchdown, including yet another gigantic touchdown pass from Houlihan. This one, a 95-yarder. Sean Colby, he was in our final four vote. Two TD runs, a 70-yard TD catch, and a fumble recovery for the Indians. Stephen Brennan, a 60 rushing yards, and Nate Young with an interception and a forced fumble to get in on the turnover belt for the Indians this week. So a huge win there for the Indians, Bill. Yeah, no, uh, you know, it's one of those things when you are playing all these extra games, these are the chances when you do win, and that's a big signature win. It, it's good for those seniors to uh, to to pull that off. I know for Nolan, this hasn't been the year that he envisioned. The kid puts a ton of work in, but a huge win. And uh, I don't know if you got the video of that last play, Tim, uh, that I had sent over. So, you know, Barricas, they've struggled, but they've also had some big wins. So it's been a, it's been a tough year, but. That is, that's, that's definitely a big win for them to, to, to keep on the positive side 
of of the equation for the year. Uh, so back to the playoff action. Uh, North Andover, I believe they're called uh, the Scarlet Knights, twenty-one eighteen <laughs> victory over Reading uh, or Reading or, or Madugno, however we want to pronounce it. Um, Knights headed back to the Division Two North Finals with a fifth straight win. They face Lincoln Sudbury for the third year in a row for the Division Two North Final next week. Freddie Gavin, 19 carries, 182 yards, two TDs, 68-yard and a 46-yard touchdown run. Ricky Brutus, a, another big game as he comes on, coming on late in the season for the Scarlet Knights, a 65-yard TD run and a big defensive effort for North Andover. Uh, as as Bill mentioned earlier, this was not a cakewalk by any means. Reading had their had plenty of chances. Knights defense came up huge in big spots. Jake Walensky with two key interceptions to start the second half and stop Reading drives. Jaden Mencia an interception and a fumble recovery, both in the red zone to stop Reading drives. And then uh, Jake Carbone an interception off a of Brutus tip ball to stop another drive. So. Hector, the Knights just continue to roll. Now their their fifth straight win, showing that it's not over. Five turnovers. If you can uh, drag five turnovers off an opponent, you're going to win a lot of playoff games, Bill, honestly. And uh, that's opportunistic football by North Andover, a team effort. I think the 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 Brutus Brutus impact impact is showing showing through through here. And... And, uh, you know, you know, he's, as, as a second, second option, maybe, maybe that's, that's got, got people a little, a little bit uh, uh, looking elsewhere besides that, that Freddie Gavin. Yep. So, I think it's kind of all held together. Good for the kid playing with the chip, chip on the shoulder. You read, you read the quotes in the story today. today. You know, Freddie was not happy with the 1-3 one one three start. He wasn't happy with the way his team was perceived. And, you know, he's kind of put them on his back, too. So, good good win for them. You know, obviously, we talked about the Schimmler kid doing a heck of a job. You know, you know coming back, back and, and I mean, this is another team that can come at you from uh-huh. different directions. You know, Schimler and, and yeah. Chico and the, the, the receiving core, and and now you, you now you know the the running game show, shows their their strengths once again. Yeah, yeah and, and look, Tim. Tim honestly, we talk, we talk about, about the positives of football. football. You, you see these kids come overcoming the early adversity, adversity coming back, back losing their quarterback. quarterback. All, All kinds of good things coming out of that program this fall, fall it, it, you know, to be in this position in a sectional final. And, I mean, that's a spot, Bill, where they're 1-3. They're right on the verge of, of a loss to Chelmsford, which which could have really put the, the nail in the coffin of the season. They pull out that win, and it just propels them in, in, in into this situation. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those signature moments where you can look back and say, hey, that defined the season. Because moving past Chumsford, which I don't think any of us thought it was going to be that close of a game yeah. because Chumsford has had their highs and lows. Um, they've really turned back to that dominating team where they're, they're in more control of, of the game as opposed to playing from behind or, or, or losing. So I think they learned a lot from their adversity and, and they're paying dividends moving forward. And, Hector, we talk about – I mean – we throw these cliches out all the time, but some of the cliches are actually true. That is a team that, despite the tradition that they were building, they that group of guys had to learn how to win, and they and they got through it in in that in that Chelmsford and, and that Chelmsford game. And from there, it's like, yeah, we can do this. 
you know, you know Tim, there's, there's not a, a high school kid on the planet that, that plays football and opens practice in August and says, this is a rebuilding year. <laughs> every single kid on a team that went 0-10 the year before or a 10-0 team that lost everybody, every kid in August is thinking championship. And, you know, that's what we as old losers like to do. Um, you know, we like to throw that rebuilding tag and the analysis tag. The bottom line is there's still kids who think that they are the best at what they do. No kid... Go, go in the gym. gym. Every kid sees Michael Jordan when he shoots the ball. Or, I guess, Steph Curry in this case. God, I'm old. But anyways, I, I digress. Um, so, those kids in August are thinking, yeah, we're not the end of it. We're good again. So, maybe they took the little punch in the face early. They stepped back. They got up. And now, no one wants to get in their way. Like I said, I've said it before. There were coaches in Division Two who had no desire to see this North end with team. Reading was one of them. And, you know, they got what they brought to the table. With all that said, Bill, do we feel like this team can compete with a Lincoln Sudbury this team this year? At, at this point, yes. I think if you, obviously we talked about earlier. I think now you have a combination of they have a quarterback who's got some experience now who's doing well. You have you know, like you know like um, Hector said, you have two running backs. So you, you have this diverse team that we're not quite sure you know what play what plays they're going to be calling. And now, and now they, they believe they can win. So I think this is a team that's going to show up and, and give LS a, uh, a, a game. And I, I, I think if I had to guess, I, I think they're going to win. Hector, how about you? I have to be, criti- I have to, I have to be critical here for one second before I give my uh, thoughts on LS. Reading is playing in the Division Two North semifinals, and they don't have a place kicker who can kick a PAT. They, they went for two on the first one. And this is 2019. This is not 1977. You, you gotta, gotta have a kid, kid who can kick PATs, Bill. They, they, they went. It was no. The the DeSalvo kid made the first one, then missed the second one, or, uh, or, or didn't make the second one, I should say. Um, so it's a seven-point game. Ready can ready can tie it, but they go for two because they don't have a kicker who can kick. You gotta have a kicker. Um, with all due respect to the great Larry Clemens, who I loved and never thought that a place kicker was necessary, you have to have you have to have a kicker in this day and age. So. That's, that's a, a big, big part, part of the game, game especially, especially now. now. You know, that is just a big part of the game. game. That puts the pressure on you, on you, on you, you to, to get that two-point two conversion. Yeah, Man, that's, that's a tough thing to go through. Look at look at Everett. They couldn't. You know, they lost the game because of it. But you can't leave any points off the board. Yeah, Hector, you're 100 percent right. You've been talking about the kicking game since we started the show two years ago, and you're 100 percent right. You have all off season and and. You know, you know it's, 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 it is a little scary. scary that they're, that's, that's why I'm saying, saying I think at the end of the day, North Indiana was going to pull it out because they are so balanced right now. now. And, and so you, you guys uh, just mentioned Lincoln Sudbury, too. Spent a little time this morning looking at the film of Lincoln Sudbury and Massacre. There's no reason North Indiana can't play with that team. They're a good football team, you know. Yeah, that's great. That would be considered the favorite, but. You know, you know, North Dana was a, a football team that will slug it out with them. What What did you see in that tape? Where 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 are the openings there? Mm. I didn't look at that close there, but I will say this: <laughs> um, they, they They had some explosiveness that North Dana was going to have to handle. I'm not sure that Masker was the best defensive team that we've seen around. Um, if, if North Dana can limit those big plays and make Lincoln Sudbury have to do the hard work to score. You're, you're looking, looking at a game that's going to be a you know a fourth quarter, quarter kind of game. game. 
So, so Hector, I'm going to say this. I think one of the keys that, that Methuen's feeling right now with the Brutus loss is his impact on defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's somebody that's going to be able to help them. I, I think for me, Tim, what I've seen of, of, of LS is – North Indiana was going to be able to control the ball a little bit better than most teams that have been playing LS with with Gavin, with Brutus, with Schumer, um, which is going to keep their offense off the field. And I think that's going to end up being my prediction of, of why North Andover wins because they're going to control the ball a little bit better as opposed to those letting up constant big plays and having a shootout. That would be bad for North Andover. If it's a back for a shootout, I think North Andover has to control the ball. And obviously Gavin's going to break one here or there, um, but that's going to be the key to the game for them yeah and and Hector just to to follow back on your point I mean two two rushing failed two-point conversions pass failed uh, on on the two-point conversion and we and and again we also saw this in the Tewksbury game and I don't think this was as much of a case of of uh of Conger Carlisle not having the kicker I think it was a it was a it was a spot where um the 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 Conger Carlisle coach said hey we're on the road uh, we got a chance to win it or to at least go ahead and control the final three, four minutes of this game. And they didn't get it done in that moment. Tewksbury makes the stop. Tewksbury with a 27-26 win. They are headed back to the Division Three North Finals. They will face North, number four seeded uh, Winchester, who pulled off the upset uh, uh, yesterday. So... Uh, Tewksbury gets gets the uh, gets the home game again, again stopped a two point conversion to hold on for the win. Rometta nine for 13, 128 pass yards, two TDs, two TD passes. Kyle Dorigo, 29 carries, 123 uh, yards on the ground, two TD runs. Owen Gilligan a 10 yard TD catch. Danny Fleming. 33-yard TD catch to give the Redmen a 14-6 lead. Redmen put together a 13-play, 93-yard drive over seven minutes in the fourth to go ahead 27-13 before uh, Conquer Carlisle made the run back. Richard Markwath also a key interception to lead the Redmen defense. So as as we pull up the highlights here, um, Bill, just tell me your thoughts in terms of in terms of what we what we keep seeing from the Redmen here. No, I, I think we've talked about it kind of all show. They, they just, it's, it's next guy up. They're just so well coached in, in, in the positions. I, I think the coaches, uh, Coach Elwood's, his play calling is underestimated at times. Um, but it's just, you keep hearing different names. But right now, the, the names from week three, four, five, and six are now staples to their success, and, and they're going to be a tough team to to uh, to play for next week. Hector, how about your thoughts just over overall on on this Tewksbury run and 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 pulling out this win? You know, Tim, there is uh, a lot to be said for slugging it out with the teams in this in this league week in and week out. I don't think that. A conquered Kylo did see that, and um, so when a Methuen walks in and beats a Tewksbury, they're getting something out of the Redmen are getting something out of that, and I think they've built up a lot of carrots along the way here with this league. Yeah, there are a couple cakewalks every year. Have you seen that? It's like every other conference, but I think at the top, the emotion, those three or four emotion, five, three, four, five emotion-laden weeks. That you have to bring your game, 
ends up paying dividends in November, and that's what you see. This is not a this is not a fluke thing for Tuxpie High School. They're always involved in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Um, uh, you know they they're always uh, as good as can be in in November. So. Uh, you know, I think a lot has to be said for the league, and this is kind of a league win for Tuxpie to be the team like this. And again, you know, starting to, I really do hope just just for the family for Shane. Uh, once again, not hearing anything in terms of Aylward injury keeps keeps lagging on here, hoping that he can get back on the field for 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 next week. But um, nonetheless, this team. Just keeps finding heroes to step in to 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 the spot every week here, and and once again they get it done this week. So they and and in in the process they will they will host yet another uh, Division Three North final next Saturday. I believe it's at two o'clock. Uh, from 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 what I saw, Bill, I, I think I can yeah. back that up. Um, Interesting though that Winchester at eight and one and is is the fourth seed. Yes. You know, it's kind of yeah, again that, speaks to the the depth in <laughs> again in that division anyway. I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe there's maybe there's some depth through the through the top three divisions. You know, division mm-hmm. four through eight maybe not so much, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, some some depth there. And, and Winchester's Winchester's obviously had some 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 big big wins this year, but given where Tewksbury's at right now, I. Again, you kind of said it earlier in terms of the momentum bill with 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 North Andover, feeling that way right now in terms of in terms of where Rometta's at, in terms of his his leadership growth, where um, this this two-headed uh, Keo Dorigo Dorigo uh, running back situation for them. We haven't even mentioned uh, Kalua Kalu but I mean they they just keep having guys ste- stepping in here. No, you're absolutely right. I, you know, right now, I think it's two out of the three MVC teams are home games as well. But you know, I think if I'm the coach of Tewksbury and and I go through what my expectations were for the year, I was going to rely on Alwood way much more, way more moving into the end of the season. Where right now he's not in, and Dorigo is just really stepping up. And I think I'm sorry, Rometta is stepping up in a way that you can't really expect that. Uh, from a kid first year, not getting a lot of reps last year, and getting getting those key reps, uh, I, I think they're in they're in great shape right now. All right, so we will take a uh, we'll take a break here. We will come back. We'll talk about the rest of the schedule uh, in terms of yeah, Haverhill with a big win. Um, as we mentioned, Lowell, Lowell got a good win. We'll talk about the rest of the schedule, um, and we will also have our, uh, our 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 second big announcement of the day here on the show. We'll do that right after the break here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila Del Fusco Insurance. It's a dream to own your own business, and Val and Susan Davila made that a reality in February 2013. They started with just two insurance carriers, but now right in place insurance for Progressive, Safeco, Pilgrim, Plymouth Rock, and Map Prey, just to name a few. Need auto insurance, renters, commercial, or home? I just asked Val and his crew to find me a better auto and home insurance deal, and he connected me with Plymouth Rock, where I'm saving more than 40% over my previous insurance. Now, your results may vary, but give Davila and DeFusco a try. They pride themselves on having lifelong roots in the Merrimack Valley. Put their experience to work for you. Visit them at 225 Broadway or call 978 
241-7950 for a free quote. Or check them out at DavilaDeFusco.com. Big shout out to the folks at AFC Urgent Care, Lisa Williams and her team over there. AFC Urgent Care, the right care right now. You'll never need an appointment. Got that persistent cough and cold, that cut that needs a few stitching, or need a sports physical and don't want to wait weeks to get into your primary doctor? AFC's streamlined approach helps you be seen quickly and feel better fast. In Methuen, in the Merrimack Street Medical Professionals Building, 380R Merrimack Street, in North Andover as well, in the Burton Grill Plaza, 8 to 8 Monday to Friday, 8 to 5 Saturday and Sunday. Go to afcurgentcare.com for more details. Here on MVC Gridiron Weekly. Hey, a, a quick shout out to Chris Kalizi as always. Uh, made us some some new banners for this week. Uh, filled up the the top of the screen. Uh, ever the perfectionist saw some some blank space on the screen. Let me go three wide and uh, made us a, a a brand new banner for this week. And uh, also helped us out as as we get ready to announce our our another project here. Uh, you'll notice another Chris Kalisi original as we as we uh, pull up this next graphic. Want to tell you, uh, we kind of been hinting at it. We kind of been planning this, uh, trying to at least. Uh, but we are ready to officially announce it. We are going to be launching uh, mvcsportstoday.com. Uh, your new source for all things and all sports in the MVC coverage of winter, spring, and fall sports across the MVC coming early December 2019, working on the website right now. Uh, another great logo there from Mr. Kalisi and a huge, huge appreciation to all the work he does. But uh, very excited, gentlemen, as we, as, we, uh, as we grow the empire here and, and, and uh, take on take on the task of covering all the sports in the NBC. It was exciting. I think we've been, we've been lucky, I think, in, in terms of, of football when we started. But you look at basketball, you look at baseball, you look at hockey. The NBC just seems to be always in the mix with the, uh, with the D1 state and D2. So I, I think it's in, in the, other, the other divisions. I think it's going to be exciting. And I think that one of the big things that I wanted to just point out was that uh, we are we are merging operations. We're very excited uh, to to bring on uh, Logan uh, Jakubachis. I I, I I mean I just can't even. I mean it's you take a look at the spelling of the name and just just tell me if if you would even I can't even pronounce wood most of the time. So. But we'll just call him Logan from from Merrimack Valley bring, Sports Report. He's you're bringing the you're bringing the guy aboard. You're taking on the name, blah blah blah, blah and you can't ask me, "Hey, Logan, how do you say your last name?" I mean, even I I have asked him. I've asked him like three or four times, and I, it's not like I'm. You Does know, he butcher it like you do? No, no, he's got it down. I think after 26 years, he's got it down pretty good. But but uh, he's uh, we're very excited to bring him aboard, uh, and and the, the the folks that he's. 
uh, he's brought the, brought into the mix uh, with Merrimack Valley Sports Report. I mean, uh, all the better in terms of in, in terms of of bringing some some voices in, in into the conversation here. Uh, we're gonna have writing opportunities. We're gonna be bringing in some some new photographers. Lots of opportunities. If you are interested in in doing some some writing. Um, I think one of the things that we're most excited about just in the middle of this is kind of uh, doing some mentoring with, with young, both young writers and, and, and older, older, guy, older folks that, that, that never saw themselves as reporters. But, I mean, listen, nowadays with, with the iPhone, with, with the abilities, of, with technology, um, a lot, a lot more ways to be reporters and 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 to uh, contribute so we will be bringing in a lot of different voices more announcements to come on that front but on that front but if you're interested in in doing some writing um email me at at, at tim at, at methuenteday.com and we will we'll make that happen i gotta get the new email address cooking here but we will uh let's say tim at methuenteday.com for now and uh we will we'll make it happen we're we're really excited and uh more to come on, on on that front as as we as we get into as we get a little closer to the, the winter season, but we still have some we still have some uh, some stuff to wrap up in the fall as as football takes the full center stage at the end of the season here. Um, so Haverhill, let's talk about Haverhill. Haverhill got their second win of the season. They took down uh, they took down Cambridge Ridge and Latin twenty seven seven. Second straight win. Tayshawn McGee three sacks to lead the tenacious Hillies defense. They scored. Uh, Hilly scored three times in the second half for a come from behind win. They were down seven six at the half. Brady Scaffis a 19 yard TD run to open the Hilly scoring in the second quarter. Dasani Houston a 8 yard TD run. Brandon Grundy recovered a blocked punt in the end zone for a touchdown. And Carlton Campbell he was one of our final four. Uh, one of our 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 our, our um, flash pole nominees uh 45-yard touchdown around 110 uh, yards rushing overall max bork as well a 10 tackles for the hillies in the victory so you know as much as we talk about the schedule and the weirdness of it uh good to see that the hillies not quitting and 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 keep fighting through hector who do they got next week tim you know um it's a great question um i will because if you can if you can win three in a row and then all of a sudden thanksgiving alone is a uh, a, a reason to play, play I guess. guess. Absolutely, I should say it. You can win three in a row. Try maybe almost make it back to five hundred. Go four and five. Uh, be interesting to see. Again, uh, you hope, and it's it seems like with the, there's a, with a bunch of new names, kind of unfamiliar names popping up this week. That this is kids getting something out of this last month. Younger kids for the future getting something out of this last month. That's not an easy thing to do if you're a football coach to tell a senior, hey, you got to take a back seat. We're building for next year. Um, you know, your role gets limited all of a sudden. But it's something that has to be done if you want to make the move up and be a playoff team the next year. So uh, it's good to see the Hillies getting something out of that. They have not posted the full schedule yet on the MIAA site yet. We know, we know mm-hmm. that Methuen is going to be uh, hosting Chelmsford next week. So uh, mm-hmm. we, we heard that from Matt Kern, but have not seen the rest of the schedule yet. 
if uh, if any of you watching the show at the moment uh, have any ha- have any input there on any of the rest of the schedule, we'll post the full schedule later today once the MIA mm. puts it up. But if if any of you've heard it uh, while we're on the air here, just uh, hit us in the comments and we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll put that up on the screen. So uh, a good win for the Hillies. So Andover, we mentioned uh, St. John's prep earlier so they they get to back to the finals by way of a 39-17 win over the Andover Golden Warriors uh EJ Perry and and the Warriors uh playoff run ends Eagles jumped out to a 25 nothing lead in the first quarter Lincoln Beal 19 carries 102 yards a TD run to lead the Golden Warriors on the ground now uh Josh Ramos uh concussed in the second series and and did not come back so Lincoln Beal steps moves from wide receiver to running back and has has a decent game on on the ground for Andover Scotty Brown 106 pass yards 40 rush yards Kelvin Davila three three catches 61 yards Eric Allback six yard TD run for Andover's other TD Matt Crowley, a couple names you want to keep keep on the on on your mind in terms of in terms of playing Central next week. Matt Crowley, the quarterback, 270 pass yards, three TDs. Matt Dushman, uh, three catches, 97 yards, and a t- and a TD catch for the Eagles. So um, Andover just cannot get past St. John's here. It always seems to be the 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 spot where they they got to make that jump and 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 unfortunately again and and some injury injury stuff got in the way unfortunately for them as well. Well, well I think we, we talked about, about it last week, Tim. St. John's is, is, is as big a team as you'll find in high school. school. Giant mammoth offensive line. Uh, Andover doesn't do that well. It's something that I think we had questions with uh, up front. Could they handle the prep? And the prep is the prep. So, um, you know they. There is no shame in losing to St. John's, obviously, but it is the, the you know, those schools are the measuring sticks that we talked about earlier in the show, and if that's where Andover wants to be, now you, you know where that is, and I think EJ knows where that is, and uh, getting to that level, that's an interesting, uh, that's a tough task for, for a public school. And to have, it really is. And to have Scotty Brown as your freshman, that to know you're yeah. going to have him kind of leading, lot, leading that, of that rise, yeah. you know, uh, they're going to lose Slayton. But to have to have you know Brown there, that's that's uh, that's a good building block right there. So, sure. great 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 uh, great playoff run by Andover. Sorry to see it end, but uh, a lot of things, uh, a lot of positives on the horizon there for Andover. All right, in terms of the other games that we have not mentioned, uh, Chelmsford with a seven nothing win over Waltham, their third win of the season. Mike Lapoli with a TD pass to Dylan Brotherston. Lions defense played an outstanding game, obviously shutting out the Hawks to move to three and six. And as we mentioned, they will travel to Methuen next week. Uh, and and maybe as as we pull up the uh, as we pull up the the other scores here, uh, Methuen falls twenty seven to nothing to to Acton Boxborough. Um, it's good things in terms of the Rangers. Junior Gellin and and Andrew. Wanafong, uh, fumble recovery each for the Rangers. Jonelle uh, Figueroa, interception. Zach Bergeron, 70 rushing yards for the Rangers. And um, some 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 injury update, Bill, on, on the Rangers front? 
Tim, before I hit on that, you know, Bergeron returned a, a 80-yard touchdown opening kickoff, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, like Methuen's season, gets called back for a holding. Yep. So, so just when, when, when they, they have, have these highlights, highlights you know, they, they just can't put that, that that string together. Um, you know, as, as far as injury goes, I, you know, I'm hoping that Josiah Concepcion, who's been playing uh, defensive and offensive tackle, both sides of the ball, is coming back from a, a shoulder injury. And uh, Connor has been cleared to play, but we're very cautious as far as, you know, when he's actually going to see the field because, you know, he, being, being uh, in, a, in a boot for four weeks, you know, the, the rust does come even to an eight-year-old. So that's going to be day by day as far as what he what he does. And, and uh, you know, that, that's going to really be up to him, the doctor, and, and uh, myself. You know, Bill, it, that's obviously it's a totally different situation where the guy's getting paid. But I'm like looking at the Kansas City Chiefs with Mahomes, you know, bringing Mahomes back now when they have the bye next week. And, and, and thinking yeah. it's kind, kind of a similar, similar thing with Connor, Connor right? Why, Why would you bring him back this week? Whereas you can have two more weeks after it between now and Thanksgiving if you want to bring him back on Thanksgiving to, to let the leg get better, to go through practice, to go through all the things you need to get there. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, In my eyes, I, 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 it was kind of the first thing I thought of when you, when you had mentioned this was when Mahomes got hurt and they said, ah, he'll be back, I said, not to here's, here's your timetable, right? Here's your timetable. Right? right? Let, Let them hang around. around. That, that division, division, you know, they, they weren't really playing for much of these four weeks. weeks. So, I, I just kind of like linked the same thing with Connor. Why would he come, come back, back now? I mean, I guess if, if Thanksgiving means something to him, all the power to him and bring it back. But man, that's that's a big ask to want to want to bring it back against Chelmsford. No, no, it definitely is, and I think the difference is you have. You have, you have one senior, senior year. You have, you know, a whole a whole group of kids. Hector, not to sound corny, but you know, at one point they were four and zero. They were on top of the world, and, and not that it was all Connor, but I I definitely think the the focal point of the leadership of believing they could win and and and, and having that. I think there's a bunch of kids looking at him where you know him and I have to make a decision that's what's best for him long term, not only health in, in his future. But, but even for the spring, spring when he plays lacrosse and things like that, so you're you're, you're not you're not off base at all, and, and I think it's just the excitement of the doctor saying, okay, you can stop working out. To him going to practice and running around throwing the ball, I think it got a lot of people excited. But you know he's got to be smart and, and make sure that you know he doesn't injure another another lower extremity because there it's not a hundred percent yet. A lot of things to balance in making those decisions, and so we will we will see how the week plays out. Uh, Lawrence Lawrence fell to to Woburn twenty six nothing. Jacob Tamayo hurt his elbow in the first half. Hoping hoping uh, have not heard an update on that, but hoping that is uh, that is nothing uh, long term for him. There is. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's too bad. Mark Wil- Wilmo, uh, a, a strong defensive game for the Lancers. Vinny Schmidt eight carries forty five yards. Drake it guys I. I We've we've said it week after week. I just don't, I'm not sure what's going on there. 49-14 loss to to Wakefield. They they lost their sixth straight game here. So, uh, Hector, you're smiling. What, what's what, what's on your mind? <laughs> okay, so I know we have to run, but I got to tell a quick story this week. Tamayo tweets this week about how he's looking for a college. Yep. Yes. And has his and has his huddle tape up there. So I reach out to the kid and tell him if you need anything, I'll I'll, I'll be glad to help you. So, so I'm at Masco one morning this week, and, I, and, and I'm and sitting at my desk, and I turn on 
his huddle video, his highlight reel, and I have the headphones on, and he unleashes a bomb that goes 60 yards in the air, hits the receiver in the, in the end zone for a touchdown. I scream at the top, top of my lungs. Holy sh... Nike! The whole, the whole hall turns around. I thought I was going to lose my job, okay? Because I had no idea what I was thinking about. I just... Watch his, so my point is, watch his highlight video. Go on Twitter. I, I may have retreated it or replied to it. You can find it that way on Jacob Tamayo on Twitter. His highlight reel is rocking, okay? It is rocking. I'm telling you right now, so go do that. And and we saw it, we saw it firsthand there with with Lawrence against Methuen. I mean, we've seen it from Tamayo all year, but I mean, mature kid, uh, high GPA, definitely in the running for student athlete of the year in terms of our awards, uh, and, and just uh, precision, uh, good scrambler, a lot of good things to look at. Don't you know? Obviously, we're not scouts. We're not recruiters. Don't know where he would fit in the mix, whether it's a D D two or D three situation. But uh, he he's got some skills, Bill. Yeah, definitely. No, no, he does. He's got all the tools, and I think it's finding the right fit. But they all say pick a school for school first. You know, go go where your education is because that's going to be there for the long term. And then if you find a, a football situation that works for you, it's all the better. But uh, you definitely want to uh, find a place that's best for you academically. Oh, we kid, we kid because we care amongst each other. We we rib each other, but honestly, Hector, like it, you know, in terms of the in terms of the 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 grumpy old man uh, kind of persona you got going, seeing that tweet out there, I mean, kind of showed you're a decent, a pretty pretty good guy. So, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I you know, it's like I know you want to protect, I know you want to protect the rep, but I mean. That was legit, brother. That that I I saw that and I was like, that's that's the other side of Hector that that Hector doesn't let people see all the time. That was good. Yeah, my being my being old and my being a good guy are they co- coincide. They not mutually exclusive. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, well, nobody said good guy. I think the, the word Tim used was decent. Decent guy. Yeah. Let's, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to expose him too much here. I don't want to. You know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not offering my full PR services to you. I just wanted to give you a little love. Let's not let's not rumors about Hector being a good guy. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. But no, that that was good. That was a podcast too. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that was man. good, and and we'll, we'll, be, we'll obviously be keeping an eye on that. I mean, he's a kid who deserves a shot. So if you if you just happen upon the show and 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 you're kind of uh, you're trolling us and 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 what's what's this all about? And you're you're a college scout, give it a give it a look, give it a look. We we've seen it all throughout the year. So, all right, gentlemen, uh, we have reached the end of the line for this week. Uh, week nine MVP nominations. I had it right on the slide. I thought I did, but not not on the tweeter. Uh, Aiden Pereira, Kyle Dorigo, Freddie Gavin from North Andover, and Brendan Ty. Who you got? I'm going with Gavin. I mean, when when the deck is stacked against you, 
the underdog, you know, who, who to me has been really the key for that team. I think Hector said it a few minutes ago when we were talking about North Andover, when he was just not happy with the one and three start and put that team on his back, not taken away from Schumer or Brutus or anybody else. But I think Gavin is probably the person that's leading him out. I think is the most deserving. That was a, a phenomenal game. That was a close game. The up central and, and uh, Everett obviously is a, is a great game for Pereira. But to me, Gavin is probably the, the reason for that victory. So that's going to be my vote. We had our first four-way tie in terms of the fan vote and our three host votes this past week. So it went to a, a tiebreaker where where it was Keo versus Manny Lara, and and we voted for Keo from Tewksbury. Uh, where you where well, you, where, you say we, but you, you, you voted, voted for BB, BB again, again, which was a little confusing. No, no, uh, in, in the two. <laughs> The right in vote. I still broke. I still broke the rules. B B B B. Still broke the rules. So yeah, no. G- good try, Bill. Again, if we could, if we, uh, I will get. I'm gonna have the bus graphic ready to go for for that bus rolling over moment of the week next week. I will have that. I, I that's that's bad on me. I should have that ready to go because Bill's good for it every week here, and and and. Uh, the the the, uh, the bus backing up moment of the week brought to you again by Bill Bryant. Uh, <laughs> all right, where are you going, Hector? To um, relive one of the great moments in MTV history, I'm going with Freddie, 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 and this one. Freddie Fresh. I happen to like. I happen to like Mr. Gavin, and uh, he deserves it after this week. That was a big win. So. I don't want to ruin the suspense, so I will. I will leave my vote in the wind. I'm not. I won't be going just with the fan vote, but I do want. I, I do want to uh, to encourage the fan vote. But I will simply say, tough to go against Freddie Fresh this week, and I think it will be even tougher once we talk to him a little bit later. We'll we will post that interview again. Some tech, some 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 scheduling issues on his side. Um, Sunday morning's tough. We know that, and and we so we appreciate the kids, the coaches, just getting on with us. We will talk to Freddie a little later today. Post that up on on all the social channels, and uh, I have a feeling after you see that you'll you'll be voting Freddie as well. Um, but get get on there and vote until uh, eleven fifty nine p.m. on on Tuesday. All right, gentlemen, another great week. Uh, I will give you the mic. Final thoughts, Mister Mister Longo. Another one bites the dust. Moving on. Bill? Yeah, yeah Tim, I think once they see Freddie's interview, but also Aiden's interview, I think we're going to end up seeing we're going to end up seeing a tie. I think Aiden for me was a very close second as far as you got a 15-year-old kid, you know, barn burner of a game. Um, you know, so I'm hoping that the fans come out and, and we see a real close race between those those two guys in the two most meaningful games and uh it, you know, it should be a fun conversation next week. My only thing was the Andover guy is still trying to figure out who the hell Freddie Gavin is to set him up to set him up for the interview. So <laughs> last bus one right there. So that's hey, we kid because we care. I think we care. I, I'll at least I'll go. I'll go there in terms. A lot of love. A lot of love here. In this all love. A lot of love on 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 the Skype on the Skype highway here. Uh, through the early voting, uh, Kyle Dorigo leading Aiden in second. Uh, Freddie, I'm sorry. I, I, whether it's because I put you as Andover or not, distant fourth right now. But we will we'll, we'll try to correct that. Uh, we'll cor- try to correct that with it with an outstanding interview. Um, 
so get get on there and vote. Uh, you know, Pereira was was our early one of the, our earliest MVPs. He would uh, he would join Keo in terms of a two timer. Um, but again, it, as you guys said, it's uh, in numbers that that Pereira's put up. He's certainly going to be in the overall the overall season MVP discussion, uh, if not a, a two-time uh, MVP this week. All right, for Bill Bryant, for uh, for Aiden Pereira, uh, a huge thank you to Chris Wilson, uh, uh, Logan from from Merrimack Valley Sports Report. Probably one of the last times we'll, we'll say that as the as the merge operations with MVC Sports today. Uh, Huge thank you to Matt Matt Feld, to Matt Siegel in terms of in terms of the video uh, and and the, the providing the video for Hector Longo for Bill Bryant Tim Wood. We'll be back at you hopefully some huge things to talk about on the playoff front next week uh, Sunday mornings folks MVC Gridiron Weekly presented by the Villeneuve del Fosco Insurance on demand all week and we will talk to you next Sunday. Have a great week, everybody. Get well, Gordon.